Welcome to this episode Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we are joined by Johnny from the Taint Funny Podcast, a fellow Misfits Podcast Network. I met Tack, who's the co-host of Taint Funny, a little while back. Uh, they were nice enough to have me on their show, and that's how I met Johnny. And then Tack has also been a guest on here. I forgot the order of which that happened. And, uh, you know, I got to remain in touch and kind of get to... Know some of those Taint Funny dudes. They're really fucking funny, nice guys. Uh, they have some great YouTube videos that I really like. They do some good sketch. Um, really fun podcast. I recommend you check out Taint Funny. Uh, those dudes, It's there's four of them. Um, it's a similar style to this show. But sometimes they have guests. Sometimes it's the four of them. But the four of them, I can listen to those dudes talk for hours. They're so fucking funny. Like, I really enjoy them. So it was interesting for me to talk to uh, Johnny today because I, you know, I listen to his voice like once a once a month, maybe not once a week, once a month. I go through phases of how many podcasts I listen to frequently, and uh, it's just a trip. Uh, I've actually been a guest on Taint Funny. You can go check that out. That was a ton of fun, and um, I know that we're both Misfits Network podcast podcast. It's really exciting to do a little crossover. I remember when I got on the network. I was just so excited, and then I know Taint Funny got out on a little later, and I was just so excited and so happy for those guys. So make sure you check out the Misfits Network on uh, themisfitsnetwork.com. They have a Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Also, go. Uh, we'll do a short intro. Make sure you uh, follow us online at Let's Chat Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Shoot us an email at Let's Chat Podcast. Let's Chat Podcast at Gmail and make sure you go online and follow Taint Funny for all the great stuff they do. Like I said, they have a YouTube page, and they're just a wonderful podcast. You can subscribe to them on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. Their Twitter handle is at Taint underscore Funny, and they're on Facebook.com, Taint Funny. Uh, so big thanks uh, for Johnny for coming on, and uh, shout out to Jimmy, Tack, and Eric, if you guys are listening. Just a heads up. Uh, Johnny shits all over Tack on this one in good fun. I love those dudes. So let's get to it. So did you just wake up? No, 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 no. I've been up for a little while. Oh, man. Yeah, you said you like you get home at 6? Yeah. Uh, actually, today was an exception. I actually got off early, which I never do. Uh, and it's because my new boss showed up, and he was like, just, you know, you did a good job. Just get out of here. Start oh, your weekend. That was pretty good. That's amazing. So do you do, you do like, overnights? I do. Yeah, I did and, that for, like, a year. I did not like it. Well, I did it probably about – 10 years ago for the competition and uh it was great this situation not so great but it works out because it allows me to do the podcast and uh you know what we're trying to do with videos and stuff like that so yeah having the day free yes yes yeah um so um you are from uh so we've had you on your you're the co-host of taint funny yes uh i am the co-host with three other gentlemen uh, and you already had Tack on your show. Uh, you may have Jimmy at some point. I doubt if you would have Eric on there because there would be just dead silence. 
Yeah. You know, I still have the card because uh, you guys were nice enough to have me on uh, your show. The uh, the thank you card you guys sent me is on my podcast board where I like do all my scheduling stuff. And we still have to send you a autographed VHS tape, which we are getting together this weekend uh, to record three new podcasts. So uh, we will be getting together. I will be going through my personal collection of VHS tapes, some which have never been viewed before. We will review uh, not only your Facebook content, but your podcast content, and we will select a VHS tape just for you, and we will autograph it and send it to you. That's how do you still have the? No, all right, I must ask: Are these VHSs you're still purchasing, or you just happen oh, to have no, a no, fuck God, ton? No. See, I I am one of those people that is, you know, just far behind the trends. Uh, Tack and Jimmy, to a lesser extent, are constantly berating me on the podcast about my just overall stupidity when it comes to technology. But, yeah, no, I, I, I like I've listened. I was just listening to you guys before you came on. Uh, you guys are fucking. You guys are fucking. Oh, I actually had a question. I'm so glad. You, and fuck, I slipped my mind. You refer to something the night before Halloween as like Devil's Night. Dev- yeah, Devil's Night. You've never heard of Devil's Night. So, from my understanding, is every part of the country, every town, every city has a different name for the night before Halloween. So, you guys are down in Florida. So, where I'm from, I'm from Connecticut, and we had Mischief's Night. But then the town next to us had the same thing where you just go out and do stupid shit, but it had a different name. And everyone I've ever met, it's just like this weird thing I know, the regional thing that everyone has a different name for it. And when I heard you guys say that, I was like, I bet you that's their Mischief's Night. Is that where you go out and just do bad stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Florida, ours like egg houses and toilet paper and trees and exactly. In Florida, it happens every night because we're the white trash, uh, <laughs> you know, conglomeration in in the United States. But with Devil's Night, the only reason why I reference that is because uh, there's a movie with Brandon Lee called The Crow, and they play up that whole Devil's Night thing where all the malcontents come out and they cause, you know just all types of crime and mayhem in the city and Brandon Lee is there to regulate and uh, he kicks ass. So wait, is that the movie where he dies in real life? Yeah. Yes. That is the, the movie where uh, unfortunately in the, one of the best scenes in that movie or the best scene, I should say uh, he's fighting all these villains that have, uh, you know, got together and they're deciding on a plan to take down the city and, I guess in one of the previous takes, a shell had got lodged into the gun. So when they went to the next scene or to redo the scene, they shot the blank and actually it shot a shell casing directly into him. And that's what killed him. Holy fuck. Yeah. What year was I remember when that happened in, and the conspiracy that surrounded around it? It had to be in the late 80s or early 90s because yeah. I started working for the world's largest hellhole, uh, which we reference in the podcast called The Shop. And if anybody's ever been throughout the eastern continental United States, you see these huge billboards advertising the world's largest surf shop. And there's all these people that are happy on these billboards, but none of them work there. Oh, you, you used to work there? Oh, that's where we all met on the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've only been to Florida once in like third grade. and You're, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. But just funny because, like, when I went to college, I met a lot of kids from all over the country, 
and everyone would be like, East Coast versus West Coast. I'm like, I, I'm, I live in Rhode Island now, but which is not that far from Connecticut. But I was like, yeah, no one in fucking Connecticut calls it the East Coast because, like, the difference from northern Maine to southern Florida is a fucking – is, like, a lifetime. There, there's no right. – it's, it's almost two different countries in a weird way. Now, were the people that were saying East Coast versus West Coast from Florida because that may yeah, have to do – They're all from California. Actually, it it's only have... kids from California. Never anyone from Oregon. Never anyone from uh, Washington. It was just, like, kids from the San Francisco Bay Area. As South Park has said, love to smell their own farts, which I loved a lot of those people, but there was some arrogance about the Bay Area. And you're like, I never heard of it. It can't be that great. <laughs> well, what if, if cinema teaches us anything, eventually the eight uh, domination will take place in San Francisco, and that will hopefully eliminate some of those people. <laughs> I've been to San Francisco, and I very much like that area. At one point I wanted to live there, but it's more money than I, anyone should have to live there, so it never happened. Yeah, I mean – Bob Saget lived there. He's obviously a high roller. Uh, John Stamos, he's pimping out Oikos uh, yogurt. Dave he's Coulier, been... the Ocean Twins. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the rest of the cast full house off the top of my head. Um, uh, Kurt Cameron's sister. That's, that's what I was going to say because I don't remember her name. And then the young lady that descended into darkness. So uh, Wait, you know. Stephanie? Uh, yeah, Stephanie Tanner. Yeah, She, she, was the she one went that, into uh, darkness? Yeah, she went into, uh, not Charlie Murphy darkness, but she uh, went to a very bad place, I think, with drug abuse for a little while. And then uh, oh, she'll probably wind up as a cast member on that new Full House show. I think she's going to be on it. Because oh, Candace, Candace Cameron, because there was, a, there was a, a crossover episode, if you remember. Mike, her brother, Mike Siever, is like on the show as her cousin or. Wait, was he a cousin or was he Kimmy's boyfriend? By crossover, is that a religious reference? Because uh, Candace Cameron's very into religion, so. Oh, yeah. Well, Kirk Cameron's a fucking, like, uh, he's just the, the bad kind of religious. <laughs> he he uh, he definitely likes to uh, push that agenda, that's for sure. Well, he, 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 like, hates evolution, and he's possibly, he, yeah, he's, a, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay, I'm going to stay focused for once. I'm trying to remember if it was a crossover episode of uh, Family Ties. Was that the show he was on, Family Ties? Uh, no, he was on Growing Pains with um, Alan Thicke, who did a very good job raising his son. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. His uh, his divorce worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote an album about song about cheating on his wife because he cheated on his wife and was wondering why he was divorced. There you go. But, the, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember because there's this podcast I was listening to. I listened to um, – we got five. I know Peter is on, on that Facebook group that we're all in as well. Just and um, so they did episodes like top five family sitcoms, and they were talking about Full House, and they referenced it. And then I was like, oh yeah. And I I love when television shows would do like spinoffs or crossovers, which I don't know if you watch Arrow and Flash, but that's been like my new favorite thing of having that like branch off into a whole all in the same universe. But I wish TV right. would do that again, like as much as they used to. I think that uh, it's coming back to that because I think that people have got to the point where they're going back to watching a lot of television as far as, you know, in the 80s, you know, you would sit home and watch three channels TV because it was brand new. Now, because of, you know, all of this influx of television programs being downloaded all at one time, there's binge watching. So I think that with that, you're, you're going to see a lot more of that. And they're actually, I, from what Eric is a huge DC fan. 
on the podcast. So he's told me that they're supposed to start um, putting the CBS show Supergirl, and they're going to integrate her into those universes as well. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm excited for that. And I know they're yeah. doing Legends of Tomorrow, and like I didn't want to watch them because they were on CW, so I didn't care, but uh, I'm in love with those shows, and I love iZombie because it was the guy who did, I, he did uh, Veronica Mars, which I loved, and I, I noticed like, I'm not like a film person. Like I like movies, but I watch a fuck ton more television than I do movies. Right. Like a ton. Like I just, I don't know. I have all that stuff to watch the movies at home. I just tend to always watch TV shows. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I wonder what, I think in my head I have this block. It's like, oh, it's too out. I feel like if I start a movie, I have to finish it, and I don't want to have any interruptions, and I can't move, and I hate that. But I like to do that in a theater. You right, I would right. never pay to go watch a TV show in a theater, so it's very, it's odd. You guys, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like binge watching shows. I oh, did I that. It. Obviously, Netflix came out because I would, you know, go through these periods where I would get time off and I would just like buy a DVD set and just watch it all the way through. And yeah. uh, I agree, it's it's better. I'm not one of those people. I don't care. Like Walking Dead, I don't have cable. So I get the DVD after it comes out. I binge watch it, and I don't give a crap if somebody you know tells me something, because the people that are freaking out about spoilers, they are just they're they're just too into the the product itself. Because for the most part, those characters' histories have already been written in a book or a comic book or whatever. Oh yeah, so, especially uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean they change things. Obviously, that's the way it's going to go on television, but. I mean, these people that freak out about, you know, don't say this, don't say that, you know, they just, they need to get a life. My favorite thing is when you're talking about, like, an older movie, like, like a, like a famous old movie, like Titanic, like, well, maybe that was the wrong choice of words, like, I don't know, Star Wars. Oh, don't ruin it, don't ruin it, I haven't seen it yet. It's like, you haven't seen a 30-year-old movie and you're afraid I'm going to ruin that Luke's his father or Darth Vader. I'm not a big Star Wars person. I think I just made someone's head explode out there. I think Tack probably is at home right now, and yeah. he was he was uh, getting into this whole interview, and then all of a sudden he just, just stopped. Away. Like, Sorry, Tack. Actually, my wife gets real mad at me for it. Like, I'm not anti Star Wars. Like, I like it, but people who love it so much make me afraid to say that I like it because I don't really like it enough to like no one. You know, I like it, but it's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, I th think I like Back to the Future more than I like Star Wars. Jimmy definitely does. He's a huge Back to the Future fan. Uh, when I was growing up, because I grew up in the 70s and, and early 80s, I loved Star Wars, and I was so excited when I heard that they were coming out with new ones. And then, and then you I, saw saw Jar Jar I saw the product that was released, and <laughs> I, you know, I still, to this day, curse George Lucas, but I still give him my money, so I don't understand what's going on. But There's a documentary about that called The People vs. George Lucas about how, like, People are at odds with the person they love slash hate so much. Correct. I so I, I I'm I mean I have my tickets. I'm going to see it the day after it's released because it sold out the day it's released. Oh really? Uh, at least in Rhode Island, yeah. At least by the Providence Here's Mall. Yeah, the Providence Place Mall was sold out where I was going to go see it by my house. So I was like, I'm doing like I'm going to see Star Wars. My wife and her family are super into sci-fi. I think I just grew. I didn't watch Star Wars until it was too. By the time I saw it, it was like. Oh, cool. This is fun. And I, I mean, my brother-in-law and my friends who have read the expanded universe, I do have to say I love the Star Wars Clone Wars and that, the the CGI series. I really like that. Right, right. I thought that was really great. Um, 
I mean, I think on, when I was on your show, I just like to talk about how much I love Jar Jar Pinks, but I don't have any real feelings towards them. <laughs> I, hope, I, don't think I hope we got Tack back. Tack, are you back? Oh, Tack. <laughs> if he's listening. I think he's listening. He's a huge supporter of me, so I know he's out there for me. No, that's not true. Um, actually, he's only here to listen to make sure that I haven't fucked up anything, and then he'll bring that up on the podcast later yeah. on. So, isn't that one of my favorite? Like, my favorite part of doing my show is just like getting to interview. I don't even call this interview. I get to talk to people. Uh, generally, people I think are pretty cool, and like I like, like I want to speak with. And then you like maintain these weird like little relationships with like you know um, I had Tack on my show, and then I got to go on your show. I don't remember the order. And then you guys were all we're all network buddies now, which is so fucking exciting. We're all on the Misfits network, and then yeah. like and then you get to come on, and then it's just it's fun. It's like this weird like universe of like we don't know each other in a way. Like, I know you, but I don't know you. It's like right. we'll probably never meet because we live thousands of miles away. Maybe I'm off with my geography, well, we, but it's it's cool. Like we a, yeah, we met at spring break, and we'll never see each other again. But we still have spring break. But well, yeah, we'll always have spring break. But like, you yeah. know, I follow you guys on the old social media, and like, when you guys got picked up on the network, I was like, like I get excited for anyone that I do stuff on the to the show. Like, I get happy for them. And so when you guys got on Misfits too, I was like, yes, that's so awesome. So it's, yeah, we we it's were so very great. excited, and we really appreciated your support on that because. We know that you had a lot to do with that. 100%. I called Aaliyah personally. No, I had nothing to do with anything. You guys just make a good product. Uh, well, you know, uh, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, TAC has done a lot to help, you know, push that and, and make us, um, you know, put us out there so people know and are aware. I mean, obviously, you know, with, you know, 200 views of our video. I mean, we're crushing it on YouTube. I mean, I think we're the next, you know, he, you know, he bit my finger video, but you know that, I mean, I don't want to put things, you know, too far ahead because I don't want to get overexcited, but you know, um, TAC has done a very good job as far as, you know, helping us to get out there and, and meet people. I mean, I am a social miscreant. I do not like meeting new people. Uh, I'm not a very social person until I get to know people. But getting to know you and uh, there's uh, a group of people up in Maryland that we recently did a, uh, a podcast with called Beers Up. I mean, and now we're in a podcast community and getting to meet all new people, getting to see people that have gone through some of the stuff that we've gone through uh, when we first started our podcast. You know, there's this one gentleman, he was on there and he didn't understand. He was kind of frustrated about the fact that he wasn't getting a lot of views or likes or whatever. You have to put your product out there and eventually somebody out there will migrate towards your product because you will reach out to that person. There'll be something that you discuss, whether you do a crossover episode like, you know, we've done with you or you've done with us. Uh, and, you know, you'll start looking at what, you know, Let's Chat has done or you'll start looking at what Taint Bunny's done or what Beers Up has done. And then you'll get to meet new people and you'll get to, you know, learn things. It's a, it's a cool way to, to, to learn about, you know, other things to, to get, you know, uh, to know different people out there that you may never meet face to face, but at least you can have a dialogue and, and, and you can build a network that way. Yeah. That podcast group that we, um, got invited into has been like one of the most helpful tools. If anyone has a podcast, try to get into like Facebook groups. Those things are really fucking helpful. Uh, I mean, for, 
I like your show because you guys, it seems to be like, I think I remember Tech, correct me if I'm wrong, Tech saying like it started as just like a way to get together with your friends. Because when you get to a certain age, it's fucking hard. Like it just doesn't matter who you are. Just it gets hard just to see the people you want to see. Yeah, we we lost touch with one another. Obviously, Tack and and Jimmy have been childhood friends forever. Uh, When Eric first came to the shop, we became friends and we've maintained our friendship. But we kind of got separated even though we only live like 30 minutes away from one another um it's easy eric to and I, do. oh yeah eric and i have been close and you know his his cousin uh neil is is a very good friend of mine so you know we're all close together but tack decided you know we sit here and we talk to each other on facebook every day why don't we just get together and jimmy had a project that he wanted to do uh, as far as a film project a short film so we got together one day and we started talking about that and we were going to go forward with that. We're trying to figure out a way to get money together. And then Tack discovered, you know, podcasts. And he's like, you know, why don't we try to do this? We sit here and we talk to each other on Facebook through private messages. And then we sit on Facebook itself and we, you know, torment each other. Why don't we do it and record it and put it out there and see what happens? So that's what we did. And eventually it led to us doing you know, a very short parody of a uh, of a PBS show. Oh and, God, I and, fucking love that video. The what's Bob Ross? Is that his name? The tree guy? It, it, it's Rob Moss. Uh, Rob he Moss. actually he was there before uh, Bob Ross. Uh, Bob Ross is a hack, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> Rob Moss was the original. Uh, he obviously had some issues going on in his life at the time. Um, you know, he had just lost the person that was his biggest supporter uh, due to a you know, somebody filming something at an inappropriate time. And it shows the last episode that they ever recorded. They never released it, but luckily it's one of those leaked footage things. It's not shitty leaked footage, horror movie stuff, but it is leaked footage. And they put it out on YouTube. And um, like I said, I mean, we're like in the hundreds now, the low hundreds. I mean, so we're just crushing it as far as viewers. So that's awesome. But has, have you guys seen the podcast grow at least at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of support from people that I work with. I obviously uh, don't want to. Like I said, I, I'm I'm a social misfit, so it works well that I'm in the Misfits podcast network. But as far as, you know, social media and stuff like that. I'm not really into that. I, or at least I haven't been up until recently. So I've actually increased, I'm actually out, you know, going out there and trying to meet new people like you, uh, people that we've had on the, uh, the podcast itself. And by bringing those people in, I'm meeting more new people. And with that video out there, I'm actually getting like compliments from people at work they're like holy crap you know i I can't believe that you guys did that and when they find out that we had pretty much one dress rehearsal and then that video itself was done in one day uh in a matter of like four hours and that's to the credit of tack and jimmy because they have such skill and knowledge when it comes to that stuff i mean now granted it's not a george lucas piece of shit that they've just thrown out there that's going to make trillions of dollars but I have a lot of satisfaction in knowing some, you know, that we put something out there, at least that, you know, we're passionate about because in, in, you know, our goal overall is to just to try to make people laugh 
and, and you know try to you know put something out there that's going to entertain people. No, absolutely, and be proud to put your name on it. And the quality of your video is really fucking great. That's that's due to Tack and Jimmy. I mean, they're they're very talented people. Just you know, if you can, like you said, you want to edit stuff out, edit out the fact that I complimented Tack because I'll never hear the end of it. Um, <laughs> you know, he he likes he likes to be put up on a pedestal, and every time before we start the podcast, he makes me do the dirty dancing scene where I'm Patrick Swayze and he's Jennifer Grey and he makes me hold him up. And the weird thing is, is that he always wears a dress. I don't know what all that's about. Well, I but... assume that Tack was always wearing a dress. Not always. Because when uh... I recorded with him, we were both in our dresses. It was just, we didn't discuss it. Just, it, I know it was just a, it was a Sunday. We wanted to be comfortable with each other. It was a good way to meet each other. He's a diva. He's a total diva. diva. No, and that's why I've given him the name Cinnamon. So because he's a diva, so you know, it's funny. Stripper. So when I was on your show, and a a coworker of mine had just started a job that I probably at that time had also just started. That's where I'm currently working, and like, I don't. I think I'm. I don't know. I don't think I'm pretty sure no one I know anymore listens to my show because it's gone on long enough for. Anyone in my life just doesn't care about it, which is great. And I've gotten on like people I don't know actually listen to it, which is kind of what I want. And um, one of my coworkers is weird. Was like, she's never her and I had never talked about me having a podcast. She only worked there for like a month, and I don't really talk about it at work that much unless it comes up. And she's like, "Oh hey Chris, I listened to your podcast. Ain't funny." I'm like, "Ain't funny." I'm not. I don't have a podcast called Ain't Funny. She's like, "I saw it on your Facebook. I think it's called." And I looked it up. I was like. Oh, taint funny. She's like, yeah, you guys were so funny. And it was really nice of her. And then I think she was disappointed to find out that I wasn't a part of your podcast because she tried to listen to mine and she was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> which is my, I was, she wasn't my target audience, but it was still kind of funny. And I was like, well, there, I can't, I don't have four people to record with at a time. Right. Right. It was just and kind you of know funny. What? In all honesty, we don't have four people to record with because Eric never fucking talks. So it's the three of us, and, and we carry Eric's dead weight through every show. Uh, luckily, he's mastered Insta buttons, so that helps out at least a little bit. But um, Eric actually is a very funny guy. Uh, if you watch the uh, Rob Moss video, just his physical mannerisms, I mean, he's just – he cracks me up. He's been doing that since I've known him. And then we recently put out a, a short video uh, called Be Ready, Eric. And it's about me trying to motivate him for an upcoming podcast that we have uh, that's going to be released on October 30th, where we battle Beers Up podcast in a family feud style thing. And just his, him and Jimmy are in it and their physical mannerism. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, 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 I laugh every time I see it with those two guys. So you guys are adding like a whole new video component now to the podcast. You guys have really your own little empire. What we want to do is, and, and this was uh tax thought is that we want to try to do like video intros when he, he actually, him and Jimmy were working together on a project before Eric and I got involved with them. And it's through uh tack and Jimmy's uh, production company called attack film productions. And what they, they started on another film project, not the one that Jimmy wanted to do. Uh, this was a project that Tack was starting, and uh, he would do like short video intros or he would do updates on the project itself. 
And he thought, you know, we should go ahead and do that. And this just came up last week uh, when we were recording uh, some podcasts. He's like, you know what we should do? You know, Beers Up has already released the podcast, um, you know, with us in it. We're getting ready to release it. We should do some type of video. So tax like we got to think of something. So, you know, we sit there for a couple minutes and we come up with something and we shoot it a couple times and we release the final product. And next week we're doing three more episodes. We have two guests, one of them being live. Um, and we have some ideas that we're going to do. I think it's a good idea because it allows us, we want to have that mix up where we're not just doing podcasts because it got to the point where we would go and do the podcast for on a Sunday morning. And then at a point, Tack was having to go to work after that overnight. I'm having to go to work overnight. You know, Jimmy, Tack, and Eric all have kids that they have to go, you know, and, you know, take care of on the weekend. So that's a lot of stuff to do on a Sunday. And it just got to the point where, we need to break it up. So we're trying to do podcasts one Sunday and then some videos that, you know, two Sundays from then that way it breaks stuff up. But if we link it together, you know, people see it's a, you know, it's one project and hopefully we'll get some, you know, traction going that way. Yeah. It's kind of like what like uh, nerdist became. I don't know if you listen to that podcast at all. I don't Jim. I don't have a lot of time, unfortunately, to uh, listen to stuff. Or watch stuff. I'm when I come home, I'm pretty much a vegetable, and that's my own fault. Um, I don't have a, a a cushy job like Mr. Tack, where he can sit and and go on social media and you know eat out of the uh, unlimited snack bar at, at work. So Wait, is that real? Um, they have a snack bar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm actually thinking about nicknaming him Admiral Snack Bar. So yeah, I think uh, we should. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just thought of that. So. Damn, I'm just a brilliant individual. Guys, Not really. I'm brilliant. I'm a brilliant Florida individual. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> should we start like tweeting him without him knowing it? <laughs> we should do that. I think after we get off this uh, podcast, we should start calling him Admiral Snack Bar. What's his Twitter? It's is it at Tack Van Sickle? Uh, it's either that or I'm a pretty diva. Dot. Uh, yeah, it's either that or I'm a pretty diva. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'll find out and I'll message you. But like, um. I think, like, to really get any sort of traction, especially if you ever want to make money off this, like, a podcast is a great way to get your voice out there, but then you yeah. need to have a separate product connected to sell or to bring people into it. So, like, I listen to the Nerdist podcast, and then they have the network, and then there's content, or kind of like what the Misfits is doing. Like, we have a bunch of podcasts, and you can come listen to our podcast, and then check out their website, and they have uh, articles, and there's other content. So it's kind of like... This day and age, there's just so much overload. You kind of need to be a one-stop shop. So for you guys to connect the video and the audio just makes perfect sense to be like, this is what we do. And if that's not enough, hear us here and see us there and then do this, this, and that. Right. And, you know, like Tack has background in film production. Uh, Jimmy has background in theater, and he has his own uh, photography company. So he's very successful at that. And that's not even what he does full time. I mean, that's just something he's just very skilled at. Does he do, like, uh, weddings and stuff? Yes, he does. He does. Oh, uh, dude, wedding photography, you can make so much money. Yes, that's why we always reference uh, Klein money, because Klein money is beyond any type of, uh, other than, you know, um, the Chinese dollar that's backing us right now, or the yen, uh, and gold standard, you have Klein money. And that's the driving force between uh, or behind the uh, Taint Funny podcast is Klein money, so. 
That's awesome. Yeah, when I got like married, and just when you meet with anyone and you throw the word wedding in there, they just throw up the price of everything. Like, oh, haircut for your wedding? Yeah. Yes. $1,000. Yes. Just and, shit. you know, they put the pinky up like Dr. Evil when they do that. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I, rec- I, I always refer to, um, you know, my fiance as my wife just because I hate the word fiance. Oh, I, it's the worst. Yeah. I go back to that Seinfeld episode where Elaine is going off about the fiance, and that's all I think about when I hear that word. So, my fiance. Although we're not married, you know, we've been together for over eight years. So she's my wife. And yeah. we've been going through this thing for the last couple of years after I proposed to her about, you know, when are we going to get married? You know, what are we going to do? And it's like, it's just ridiculous how much people charge yep. for, you know, weddings. And it's just, it's crazy the how makeup much alone, they charge you more. If you throw, if it's wet makeup, it's one thing. Wedding makeup, they charge another $200. Exactly. Whatever the number is. Yeah. And then I remember meeting with photographers that were just terrible that started at 5000 I got a photographer that was amazing and way less than $5,000. But, like, I met these just awful photographers with, like, five grand. It's like, the, the, how much? What? Yeah. And you're, you're putting out, like, the cost of, you know, a down payment on a house yeah. for one day. Now, granted, you have all your friends together, but – you could have a keg party in Halloween. Everybody's dressed up and everybody's drunk and then just have a justice of the peace there. Yeah. And everybody's going to have their, you know, cameras, you know, on their phones and take pictures of you. And you could like kill everything at one time. You could. I think it's all about shopping around because we ended up finding um, two amazing photographers for way less money. Uh, they were like referral only. So like I definitely recommend having good photographer. I think the photographer is actually like the only thing you don't skip on at your wedding. Like, get the best oh, photographer. Yeah. Your food doesn't matter. No one gives a shit. Just dance. Just have fun. I actually went to a Halloween wedding once. It was really fun. Hmm. I might have to think about that. I mean, I don't have Rebel money because Rebel money involves two photographers. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was a married couple. Photographs that you posted online. You were you just uh, you just had your anniversary, right? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just hit the t- two year mark. Um, I don't know what you say about that. It's cool. Oh, no, it, that's very cool. When you can find somebody that will not only support you in what you're trying to do, but actually, like, makes things better for everybody, oh, that's yeah. a cool thing. I think cool I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess you and your, your – your, I'm going to call your wife as well. It's, it was like uh, neither of us were, like, obsessed with the idea of being married, but I love the idea of being married to her. So I was oh, never yeah. – yeah, and I think that makes it more important, like – the what we lived we already lived together beforehand. Believe it or not, I'm not a we weren't virgins when we met each other. Uh oh. Uh, so like by the time we got married, like we had shared a bank account, we had car insurance. So our wedding was just one gigantic party, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean that's the way it should be. I mean that's how you know, I think of it is. But we, yeah, we and love- I, I've been to ones that are not like that, and I've been to yeah. ones where that's like, and I've also and my wedding wasn't. I mean it wasn't. It wasn't – it's cheap in wedding standards, but it wasn't cheap in real dollar standards, and I was – we were – we paid for some of it, and our, both of our parents were really helpful. Um, sometimes do you ever think, though, like, why won't someone just give me that kind of money just to have anyway, and then I can go out to dinner every night of the week and yeah. buy more toys? Right. <laughs> or in Florida, what you can do is you can have a grandkid, and then they just shower you with money. Oh. Like, there's a lot of parent, uh, parents down here that – they these kids are I, I hear it at work all the time. 
oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, my, oh, is that because there's so many old people in Florida? Yeah, there's old people. And then there's a lot of young, irresponsible people. And oh, these, I, I think because you guys like to teach that abstinence only education doesn't work. No, no, that and the F cat, huge failures, huge failures. The what, what was it? The what cat? F cat. It's the new standard of testing down here that just proves that we're developing not future uh, space engineers, but future space fodder. Oh uh, yeah, what is that about? Uh, you guys have NASA down there, but then you want to get your astronauts from elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's just like everything else. We import everything in Florida that is of quality, so. I mean, when you have uh, snooty tourists, they come from uh, Canada. Uh, really? A lot of Canadians go to Florida, eh? Eh, yeah. Uh, when I used to work at the shop, oh, those Canadians, they – and I can say this because, you know, I'm part French-Canadian, so I can say this about Canadians. You're a bunch of assholes. Wait, were these like Montreal Canadians? Because that's a whole different beast. They they were from Montreal, yeah. So that's a different part of Can- – that, that is not real true Canadians. That's uh... – that's, uh, that, I've been to Montreal, and there's parts of the city they don't even speak English. Oh, yes, yes. They don't like to speak English when they come to Florida, so. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Canada as a whole, or from the two guests I've had on here from Canada, were very nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how we'll judge everything by podcast guest. <laughs> hey, mm. we're like-minded, so I'll judge your whole country off of that. <laughs> yes. Damn yeah, you, yeah can't, it's, a, it's a different world down. I, are, you, are you born and raised in Florida? Uh, I came down here in 1980. My father was part of the space program, and uh, we stayed down here after you know the entire program dismantled. By that time, I technically became an adult, and I had to be responsible for myself. So, oh wow, no escape yet? So, was he an astronaut? He was not an astronaut, but if you talk to him, he acted like he was an astronaut. He acted like he landed on the moon. He so acted your dad's like Buzz Aldrin. Is that, can we just get that out of the way? Uh, he is a buzz kill. That's for buzz sure. <laughs> um, if you talk to Jimmy, you know, uh, my father never worked for the space program because the space program doesn't exist. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my dad, I go into that sometimes on the podcast and tack and I actually started this thing, a contest between the two of us about stand up comedy. Cause we'd always talked about that. And I've actually developed an entire hour long set and I'm just trying to find a way to, you know, go about doing that. But I delve into that with my relationship with my father because he was a, a, a major in the Air Force. He played uh, football for the Air Force. Uh, he, you know, was just, you know, part of the building of the space program out in Texas. And then he came over here for the shuttle program. So he was the be all end all. And it was a joy growing up in that household. I'll tell you that for sure. I think you're doing a little sarcasm there. I don't know if it's sarcasm. It might be because I was taught the F-cat in Florida. So oh, that's, That could be why. Yeah. I, I just only imagine what kind of man that would make. And then to have your program crumble in front of you. Yes. Yeah. And he wasn't here for that, so he doesn't take responsibility for that. Obviously, that happened after he left, so there's a reason for that. Did um, he stay in Florida? No, 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 no. He, he moved on to a, uh, a brighter uh, future with a, uh, a better uh, new son. So – and. Uh, probably at the age of three, he was taller than me. So, oh my you know, God, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much a. Uh, I should have been born in a circus. So, do you have a relationship with either of them now? Uh, my dad. Yeah. Not. I mean, not really. I mean, we talk on. Uh, you know, we uh, 
send each other emails on our birthdays. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, that's, you know, a good relationship right there. But it, it gets to the point where, you know, I'm a 45-year-old man. He, I don't know how old he is because he sold his soul to Satan a long time ago. So, you know, there's no telling how old he actually is. But, you know, it just gets to the point where you're both adults and it's like, what are you going to do? And with, um, you know, my brother, I don't really have a relationship with him because it's just what it is. We're 20 years apart. Uh, oh, we didn't God. grow up in the same household. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of creepy. He's a stranger. Just, he's a stranger without the stranger danger. Yes. Well, so yes. you're 20 years younger. What, so he's what, like 25? Uh, Yeah, he'd be 25. I, I don't know how a you can even relate to a 20. Yeah. No, sometimes I feel like, uh, it's best if two, if a relationship is that toxic for no matter the, whatever the confines are or the relationship and even if it's your mom yeah. or dad, like if it's going to be fucking awful for you and them, just, it's not worth it. It's, there's no rule that says you have to talk to your parents. I mean, I, I do cause I love my parents, but, uh, if it's going to be a bad thing for your life, just fuck it. No, the only rule is you don't talk about your parents. No, that's Fight Club. Fight Club. Oh, My bad. That's right. <laughs> Fight Club is a much different movie if you didn't talk. That was the only rule. Yes. yes. All right. I'm going to go outside and talk about Fight Club. <laughs> no, you're not. Meatloaf is going to bury you in his tits. <laughs> oh, the lo- My wife made fun of me pretty heavily because I wanted to go see Mo- – actually, I still might. He's coming. Meatloaf's going to come play around here, and I really want to go. Maybe you should sleep on it. Oh, well played. Oh, see, I'm not as dumb as I look. Your your test has failed. I mean, two out of three ain't bad. Let's get it right. That's true. That's true. I mean, I would do anything to see Meatloaf, but uh, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, that's all I have pun-wise for that. Yeah. Well, you've, I, done very I, well. I, you've done very well. I think it's time to, as Tack would say, let's go out on a high note. Let's end this episode. Does Tack do that to you guys? He's just like end it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when you, you, if you ever listen to the podcast, I'm all I'm constantly like in the beginning of the podcast, uh, you know, first couple episodes. It was like, you know, Tack was just trying to rein us in because we were all over the place, especially Eric and I. Where I kid about Eric not talking a lot, he does add a lot to the podcast, but he like fuels me and my rage and just my ranting and. I obviously, you know, when people come and they listen to this episode of your podcast, they'll see I just drone on and on and on. And oh, Tack great. is trying to reel us in. Yeah, and, no, uh, that's the whole style of the show because I, I can't do structure. I was, I've been having this fortunate opportunity uh, to guest on a bunch of shows the last few weeks that are slowly being released. And I noticed that uh, some people are way more organized and outlined, and I kept derailing their show. I'd, like, pull myself in. It's like okay, don't talk. They, there's a, there, there's a, they, they sent me notes on the side of when to like of what we're talking about at what point, which I thought was brilliant. But I was like, they're like, well, how do you do it? I was like, oh, you know, I have people on, and we'll just kind of see what happens. And that's why some of my episodes are thirty minutes, and some of them are like two and a half hours because there's no real filter, and it depends how much time you have. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, the first episode that I was allowed to host, I came up with this very structured outline, and I had you know, liner notes and I had, you know, quote unquote interviews and they were actually going to be characters that I developed and I was going to do the voices and Jimmy was going to interview me for one. Eric was going to interview me for another. Tack was going to interview me. And I walk in, Eric hadn't arrived yet. And Jimmy and Tack are sitting there looking at one another. And 
you know, in the later episodes, you know, you hear Jimmy and, and Tack referencing, well, Tack will say, you know, Jimmy and I were talking. Well, I walked in on the fourth episode getting ready and I'm thinking, OK, well, I've sent them the notes. This is how we're going to, you know, lay this out. And I know that if we stay to this timeline, we can get it done in an hour. And Tack is just sitting there in his chair, you know, with his fingers, you know, you know, connected. And he's just like twiddling his thumbs and he's looking like a, you know, a very disgruntled CEO. And he's just like, uh, Jimmy and I were talking and uh, this outline, it's not going to work for the podcast. And at that point, I felt like somebody had just punched me in the sack. Uh, you know, I mean, but then I realized it was just a phantom pain because I've been married before and she took that in a divorce. So it was like, with, do you really with, should do stand up, man? I, I, I would like to, but I think that it would be like that scene in Roadhouse. They'd have to put like, you know, um, poultry netting around me because people would just, they would look at me. I wouldn't even have to open my mouth. People would want to throw beer bottles at me. That makes great just, comedy. Yeah, I just I, I I have that way about me, and people just don't like me. You should do like the Larry David approach and just like yell at the audience for not appreciating your art. Oh, did you see him on Saturday Night Live? Oh, the Bernie Sanders thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I up to that point I thought James Adonian was doing the best Bernie Sanders, but Larry David did such a good job. I think that was probably the best part of that episode, which was very disappointing because I was looking forward to that. Who hosted and... that one? Is that Tracy Morgan? Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah, and okay, I, I watched that. I didn't watch all of it. Um, I never really liked Tracy Morgan. I I love Thirty like Rock, but that's about it. I liked parts about Third Rock. Uh, it was mainly because of Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey. Yeah, you know, and oh, I loved Kenneth. He was my favorite. Yeah, and the Tracy Morgan character was amusing from time to time because there are people actually out there like that that believe. Yeah, their name's Tracy Morgan. All around them. <laughs> I but, thought Tina wrote to his character very well. But I've never really enjoyed a stand-up. But there's a lot of stand-up I don't like and like that other people don't like. So like, to each their own. It was great yeah. to see him come back. But fucking Larry David, he was definitely the show stealer of that episode. And that's what I thought, too. I mean, I I was looking forward to a couple of skits that Tracy Morgan used to do. And they're just – I mean, I don't know what I found humorous about him in the past. Well, I used it to love Brian been... Fellows. Yes, and that's the one that I was looking forward to. And it was because – now that I, I've seen it done recently, it's because of the people, the guests that he had on before. Because the yeah. people that he had on this time were not funny. Well, I, even like um, Seinfeld, like everyone on that show was funnier than Jerry. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, they were a better actor than Jerry Seinfeld was, and that's what made the show so great. Like, exactly. the, And then whoever thought that Julia Louis-Dreyfus would go on to be the queen of television. Right. I don't know if you watch Veep. It's... I haven't watched Veep yet. I hear it's a very good show, though. It's like I said, amazing. Behind you should get it on VHS. I I might do that. We, I'll we have to, brought I'll it back, and... yeah. Especially if you if you're a person a fan of like wordplay and like puns and just like really sharp fast dialogue, Veep is the show for you. I'll have to check that out. I also have recently checked out the rest of uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Thanks oh, to- me and Tack talked about that for some odd reason. Yes. Well, not yes. an odd reason. It's a great show. And I just, God, like two days ago, I watched an episode out of the blue again. Yeah. What is it about you taint funny people that makes me want to watch Third Rock from the Sun? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because there's four of us and there's four of them. It must be. Every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry. And uh, that show, like, uh, I mean, it because re- I watched it when I was young, 
never knowing that John Lithgow was actually a comedic actor, or I actually didn't know he wasn't, he was not a comedic actor, or, or I never knew he was serious, so I always thought that uh, he was being funny, but the, the, the kind of, when you go back and watch it, I was like, oh, Jane Curtin is actually the comedian, and he's the straight man that plays it so straight, he's gone so far to the left, he's gone to the center, kind of, he went so far left, he went right, and it's so funny. Well, it's it's like any good show has that one character that everybody you know feeds off of. You know, they had it in New Heart, uh, yep. which I thought was one of the best shows ever. You know, and then um, you know you just have those shows that they just translate throughout you know the years, and they're entertaining even when you go back and rewatch them. Oh God, French Store, and then um, the. All the guest stars, and sometimes the date in the shows of when, like, cell phones or, like, they have a celebrity come on who's probably, like, um, on a show that's also a canceled TV show that's on the same network at that time. And you're like, I, I don't know why you're applauding. Who is that? <laughs> exactly. Dennis Rodman was in an episode. That would make sense. Uh, God. Did you see the – there's an episode in the later seasons. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt might have been gone, but – they go into an alternate universe where Tommy is um, on SNL. Oh, really? It's a later season episode when he's like a grown man and he's – I mean, I guess if anyone to continue on their legacy, it was him. Right. No, I mean, I have not seen. Actually, all of them, I think, do st- – I mean, I, I've seen French Store in a episode of Community. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, and John Lithgow, you know, being the legend he is. Kristen Stewart's great. I, I just love that show. Because I was always like, oh, Newman's on two shows. I didn't know you could be on two shows, actors. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. good. Lithgow is a good actor. I mean, I, I like him. I like people like him and John C. Riley that can go from drama to comedy, you know, that aren't necessarily pegged in, in one little, you know, genre. I like that. Oh, I love John C. Riley. Uh, he's, he's hilarious. Did you see Cyrus? I have not. Yeah, he's really – it's a really weird movie. It's like Jonah Wait a minute. Hill. Wait a Jonah Hill. Yeah, I watched that actually in the movie theater with my brother. I yeah. did see that. Yeah. Great, great yeah. movie. He, And then he's great in uh, – well, I love him in Guardians, but I, I love him in Step Brothers. I love him in everything. I still have not watched Step Brothers all the way through. Yeah, I – you know, the first time I saw Anchorman, I hated it, and the second time I loved it and was obsessed with it for a number of years – and I didn't see Anchorman 2 and Step Brothers I like, but maybe it's – I don't know. You know, sometimes things just hit you at the right time, and then sometimes it's just like, I'm, I'm past this. I don't know what well, it is. It's just it's not for me anymore. I'm, I've moved on. When it got to Step Brothers, I had gone through Will Ferrell with Saturday Night Live, and then it got to Old School, which I thought he was really good in. Yeah. I thought that was a good movie. Uh, then it went to um, – I believe it was – Anchorman, if I'm not mistaken, which I thought was awesome at the time. And then Talladega Nights, I mean, just his interaction between him, Sasha Baron Cohen, and John C. Riley, I thought that was yeah. great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Elvis Costello's in that one scene for no reason in Mo's Def. And then it just gets to the point where, you know, you've seen it so many times and then you just get burned out. And then that came out with Step Brothers. And I was just like, ah, you know, it's another thing that I've bought, but I really haven't watched it all the way through yet. But he did uh, Stranger Than Fiction. It, I cannot recommend that movie enough to anyone. One of the best roles I think he's ever had. 
I'll have to check that it's out. A, he play it's a he plays a very serious character. It's not funny at all. It's not a comedy. It's a drama. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, and then he's also a fantastic producer though, because he uh you know he works with Funnier Die. Yeah. Henry Adam McKay do a lot of great stuff. Then he did a, like a one man Broadway show. Uh, was it about George Bush? Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. And then I think he was a exec. He's the creator or producer. He's on a somehow he has a big part of Eastbound and Down, which is right, right. one of the most ridiculous television programs in the history of television. In a good, yeah. it's fucking br- HBO is just oh. brilliant. Yes. Yeah, did you ever see the other guys? Him and Mark Wahlberg. I really like that movie. Mark Wahlberg is one of those people that I, I go off on the podcast, but it's just like I go through these, you know, times where I was I hated Leonardo DiCaprio, but now I actually watch a lot of his movies because they're entertaining, like The Departed and Gangs of New York. I like both of those. Titanic um, mostly. I like Inception. I don't like Titanic because nobody can lift my pudgy ass up and make me feel like Kate Winslet, uh, but that's just, you know, that's just my human genome, so I can't do anything about it. It's just the way that, um, uh, who is the creator? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm forgetting my Scientology background, but it's who the creator made me, so. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, do you got, you're, you're not near Scientology headquarters, are you? If I am, it explains the reason why I am the way I am. Where in Florida is that? Uh, I'm over probably about 20 minutes away from where they launched the shuttle. See, you live in a big state. I live in Rhode Island, so tech, I'm in Providence, and I can be in Massachusetts in six minutes and Connecticut in 45 minutes. And uh, so Florida, yeah, so for you to, so Florida's big, so I guess. It, sometimes it, it just kind of strikes me as odd. It's like, oh yeah, you could live in Florida and then conceivably have to get an airplane to get to part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, Florida is all like flat. Like I recently went on a trip with my wife while the Hurricane Joaquin was going on, and we went up to uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and we drove through that mess. And it's like, you know, you think that Florida, it takes you a while to get through it, but. I mean, I, I would much prefer to live up north where you are, where you can see seasons and, you know, there's different areas. You're not just looking at flat land. And then when it rains, you're looking at massive flooding. You know, you're not looking at palm trees and pastel buildings. But, you know, if I didn't live here, I wouldn't have something to complain about. So maybe God's just trying to help me out. No, because people in the Northeast also complain about everything. You just complain about every season not being the season you want it to be. When it's hot, you want it to be cold. When it's cold, you want it to be hot. When it's snowing, you want the summer. When it's summer, you want the winter. You're just never happy. No one's ever happy, ultimately, unless you're in, like, San Diego. Maybe that's where happiness lays. It might It might be. Um, but, I mean, up north, I, can, I used to live up there, and I can see where you guys are coming from because sometimes the summers just get brutally hot, and then the winters are just like you guys just don't get a break. Yeah, we got pounded. When I went to, I've been in North Carolina a couple times, and I like, uh, like in the South, like Florida, you guys have air conditioning. Where in the Northeast, we're all too cheap to pay for good heating or good AC. So when it's brutally hot, like it is in Florida for that one week in the summer, you're just you're dead. There's nothing. No one turns on their air. You just you're just always hot. Like we don't prepare for anything because we don't have to live through it long enough. And when the winters come real heavy, where our states budget go fucking ape shit because we can't figure out how to plow, how to plow and uh it's a, whatever you do uh, you know, no one's happy where did you yeah, live up here 
Uh, I lived in Maryland, and my family's actually from New York, and we would go and visit in New York during the summer. And oh, that's case, awesome. You would get that's... those brutally hot spells, and you're right. I mean, you'd be lucky if your relatives had a window air conditioner because it would just be like stagnant, effing yep. heat all day long, and it was just like, I just want to go home to Florida where it's 100 degrees, but at least I have air conditioning. Yeah, it was – in the 40s about three days ago and now and then yesterday it was in the 70s so that's kind of weird i get sick when the weather does that weird jump yeah. that's how gore's fault though so yeah with us it's like um you know a couple weeks ago it's like 90 degrees then we had that tropical storm there's a cold front it gets down to 87 degrees and <laughs> all the people get on their uh furry boots and act like whores you know so what what's your weather down there right now it's probably about 85 degrees, and I have the inside of my house, because I work overnights, I have most of my lights turned off, and it's a uh, very comfortable 72 degrees. Uh, wow. It's 62 in my house, and I'm not turning on that fucking heat. Oh, I would not turn on heat. Uh, like, my wife hates my guts when it comes to cold weather, because, um, like, I have a nice, you know, human insulation fat reserve. Yeah, me so, too. I don't have to worry about that, and it's just like I don't care how cold it gets, I'm not turning on the fucking heat. No, unless yeah. it goes below fifty, whatever your pipes freeze at was like fifty three. That's where I draw the line because I'm like I ain't paying for that. But like, I will be has, cold, uh, damn it. Like I, I'm I'm like the my uh you know the northern people where I went and bought a portable space heater for my wife that looks like a little mini fireplace, and I'll put that right up on top of her. Yep. You know, and like I'll throw 50 blankets on top of her, which it wouldn't matter if it's the middle of summer or if it's winter. 50 blankets are on top of her. So, you know, she'll, she'll stay warm that way. And if push comes to shove, I've masterminded that, you know, she's going to eventually have to migrate towards my fatty heat source to be warm. Win win. Yeah, it is. Well, not for her, but then again, you know, that's her fault. Probably the worst mistake she ever made, and the only mistake. Uh, she's a very intelligent woman. Was hooking up with me, so well, you gotta fault people somewhere. Everybody has a flaw. Yeah, usually it's but her spouse. She looks like Snow White when we go out in public or we go to Disney or whatever. Kids will run to her and want her autograph, and it's funny when you look at pictures of me next to her. I look like Grumpy. Oh God! So. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I am grumpy. So. I want to see that photo. I'll send you the photo. That is beautiful. Well, it's um, half beautiful, Chris. That's beautiful. Uh, well, thanks, man. That's uh, almost the hour. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, where can people find you on the old internets? Uh, we can uh, be found on uh, Taint Funny. Uh, we have our own YouTube channel now on Taint Funny TV. You can find us on TaintFunnyPodcast.com. You can find us at Twitter at taint underscore funny facebook and uh, instagram at taint underscore funny underscore podcast like i said our parent company is attackfilmproductions.com if for some reason uh i've made an impact on your life and you want to meet me you can find me on facebook on as johnny moses kager uh i'm also moses kager on instagram and twitter awesome thank you and i'm going to cut this part out um i want to ask you about our network owner were you aware of her work before you guys joined the network too uh tack brought it to our attention he was very very happy about that yeah well that's how i ended up asking her on my show because of that (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, I knew she was a comedian, but I, I remember her. I knew her as a porn star before she was a comedian. She was one of the, well, the go-to once in a while. And I was like, huh. The funny thing was is that my mother-in-law is actually a huge fan of our podcast. And I was like pushing the Misfits podcast network. And then all of a sudden I noticed that when you put on a link, they had a comedy show. And it was like a comedy show, but it was like an adult comedy show. Oh, the hardcore was, one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. As soon as people clicked the link, that's what came up. So I was like, uh, I'm not going to put this on my page for right now. Yeah, yeah. I I like to meet her because, like, we you know, we only live a few hours apart. And for some reason, our, neither of us can add each other on Facebook. So, like, at some point, I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll, like, see her perform in New York when I'm down there. Like, I've tried to do it a few times. It just hasn't happened. But – I think that's the cool. It's weird because there's a part of me is like I don't know if I belong here. Then I was like I don't give a fuck. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and she's fucking as nice as could be. Uh, let me just cut that up. Uh, I'll do that later. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you so much. Um, I'll let you know before it goes up. There's a bunch ahead of you. I don't know if you need this up any any specific time frame. No, I just appreciate the opportunity, Chris. And once again, yeah. I. I enjoyed, you know, being able to talk to you, and I'm hoping that it, you'll be able to get with us and, and come on one of my episodes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I've actually been wanting to ask you on probably since the first time uh, I did Taint Funny. And my, I just – I don't know how you guys do scheduling. I'm not that organized, so I kind of do like – I record like 10 episodes, and then I stop for like three months, and I don't book anyone. And so like yeah. I still have – one, two, three, four. I still have like seven weeks out recorded, so it's like, all right, I'm not recording until like January again. So, but I just happen to have this day off. I was like, oh man, I just want to see who wants to. T- I just, I'm extroverted and get lonely. Yeah, yeah. Anytime <laughs> you're bored and uh, you don't necessarily want to talk about, you know, taint funny or whatever, if you just want, you know, somebody to bullshit with you and record an episode, you know, I'm usually available on Friday, so oh, just yeah. give me Fuck a Oh, yeah, man. I just always need content. And if you guys need another guest in Taint Funny, I had so much fun. Let me know if I can come back on anytime. Yeah, I, I do want to have you on there, Chris, for sure. I, but I want to be selfish. I want to have you on one of my episodes because I just want to – I want to torment Tack just a little bit. Yeah. So. You know how podcasting is. It's like, yeah, we'll do it, and it might be five months from now. I'm like, well, I'll still have a show. You'll still have a show. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much, Chris. You have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.